Being approachable and open to critical feedback is essential to develop as a leader, and it models a culture of feedback. In my opinion, a feedback culture is probably one of the most important aspects of any successful culture. And be willing to learn from mistakes, to put defensiveness aside, and get curious about others' perspectives really models a really good feedback culture. I'm Jason Gore, and I'm here with executive coach Robert McNaughton. Thanks, Jason. You know, this is an area of development that I think both of us have, have uh, focused our work on more than just about any other place because of how critical it is to a leader's success um, and uh, how also, you know, it, it needs to be learned in a healthy way. Yeah. No one likes critical feedback, right? As to our ideas, to our leadership style, to the things that we care about. Um, but it can be good medicine, especially when there's something that we need to hear or there's a flaw, flaw in our, idea, our ideas or a flaw in, in our execution. It can be tough to stay open, like, yeah. especially when you feel strongly or you disagree or it's coming from someone who you really don't want to hear it from uh, for whatever reason, whether there's trust issues or that they're a person that you don't like or respect. Um, nevertheless, good information from whatever source it comes from is still good information um, and we want to be open to that yeah and you know it's like we all know historically uh, what happens when uh, good information and feedback is ignored mm-hmm you know it's almost like if, if I could do a focus group after every podcast or every decision or every project right and do hey what can I've done better like in every little action in life it is like the, the biggest medicine I could get for becoming a better leader. And some of that information, like I got to decide myself, do I want to accept that information or not? I mean, there are, you know, I've gotten feedback over there. Hey, you need to be less intense. I'm like, no, I actually like my intensity. I like my speed. I'm not going to change that. But I now know that for certain people that it's going to impact in that way. And so I might change something else. I might not reduce my intensity, but I might say, Hey, Come prepared, have some coffee, like we're going to move fast. I'm kind of, I've been told I get intense, so get ready for that, right? So I might change how I contextualize or how I move um, on something. But also, you know, in terms of our ideas and the decisions we make, you know, there's been times where, you know, I thought something was a great idea and I got enough feedback from people that I trusted and some people I didn't trust that made me second guess my, my direction. Yeah. All right, well, so let's talk about the costs, you know, of what happens when we don't have a feedback culture. And, you know, there's some kind of historically uh, obvious ones um, that, that uh, are, are a little more glaringly obvious. Yeah, you know, when, you know, there's a lot of big accidents that have happened where we could look back and say, wow, there was something that someone didn't hear or some information that people had that didn't get to the right ears or, or wasn't heard. Um, I mean, of course, you know, the, the O-ring seals on the Challenger rocket, which exploded because um, the temperature was too cold on that day in Florida. They never launched before in, in that temperature. But there was plenty of data that some folks had been trying to get up the flagpole that were early warning signs that were not heated. And, you know, NASA has a huge safety culture, but that information got lost um, in and just wasn't heard by the right ears. 
Right. And I mean, I, Chernobyl comes to mind for me that like, you know, how many people were trying to voice disagreement about how things were happening, but because of the way the Soviet state was, was working on it, it was actively suppressing that those dissenting perspectives. And, you know, that, that came close to <laughs> destroying uh, humankind on part of the planet. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to say that these were solely the cause of bad listening. In fact, the NASA report, I believe, starts with the phrase complex uh, complex uh, challenges fail in complex ways. But um, the, the metaphor that we're using here is that you can make better decisions and be a better listener, and, yep. uh, sorry, a better leader when you're open to critical feedback to your ideas or your leadership style or anything where, you know, it, it might feel like you're getting attacked. And frankly, sometimes you are. Um, yeah. And so there has to be good boundaries there as well. But to really stay open to what is useful in what I'm hearing. What, what right. can I open to? And this is where evolution happens in the company. It's like just because uh, as the leader, I'm the one who got us to the position we're in doesn't mean I'm the one that's going to have all of the innovative ideas. And it's just like, think about like, you know, if Galileo hadn't have, you know, brought uh, a champion, the ideas of heliocentricity, you know, into the world and faced the Roman Inquisition, you know, who, who knows how much longer the world would have thought that uh, everything rotated around us. Yeah. Uh, and the cost, you know, of, not doing this well as a leader is, you know, bad decisions um, and not hearing information that you might otherwise hear. Um, also, there's a lack of growth. Like we might have really good intent, but our impact on something is negative. You know, it might be, hey, we're giving one person a, a positive appreciation, but all these other people actually feel left out. And so the intent was good, but the impact was negative. And in hearing that, it's like, oh, it will change our style as leaders. Yeah. Well, it makes it just really hard to grow um, when we're not open to feedback. And, uh, you know, our blind spots are insidious. And, yes. uh, but, but they're also unnecessary. Like we, we can give feedback and uh, so that we can shine the light into the places that we can't see. There, there's just some things that we can never see by ourselves no. and requires others' perspectives. And so cultivating a, a culture of feedback uh, works really well in this mm-hmm. regard. And I really want to push on this blind spot idea. Like these blind spots are real. Like we see the world through a certain lens and the only way we could see certain things is by seeing the world through the lens of other people and seeing ourselves through their lens to understand the impact that we're having um, that we don't mean to be having, especially. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, once again, it's just like if the culture isn't open to feedback, it it's, it's a downward spiral that, right. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. um, this is how autocracies are formed when we start suppressing and, you know, creating a culture of fear. Like, you know, there's that kind of situation. If someone voiced some dissent and they get fired, you know, good luck having a culture of feedback, Yeah, um, you know, from there forward, people are going to, you know, uh, feel silenced. And we hear stories about this every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this goes to the point of a culture of feedback where, Peer-to-peer conversations. Something happens, a ball got dropped, they're able to talk about it, talk about their contributions to what happened and be able to make sure it doesn't happen again. Those conversations are essential for a team to be truly effective. And ideally, they happen without manager or HR involvement. 
right, which gets pretty messy. If people can do that themselves, and then the whole organization can grow. That's right. Yeah. And so, you know, it, 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 as usual, it, it starts with us of like um, taking the opportunity to ask questions and demonstrate that we are actually curious, asking mm-hmm. for feedback and demonstrating that we can take the feedback, that yeah. we're not going to get instant, instantly defensive and basically teach people, you know, that, that we're open to feedback. Yeah. And this is, you know, defensiveness and curiosity tend not to go well together. Um, and, you know, when we're getting attacked or ideas are getting attacked or something that's really important to us, like a, a momentum, it feels like that's under attack. It's really hard to pause and ask questions. A quick example in the change management world, right, where we're just executing a change. And I've been in the change management realm for a number of times in the past where, you know, I'm hired after a decision was made to execute that change. And, you know, here we are announcing the change and people have all these concerns and negative feedback. And, you know, I hear executives say, well, I don't care about their concerns, right? right? right. The decision is made. Like, well, but that's not how you get someone to align behind a decision. You actually have to hear their concerns and to be able to answer them, right? And so to take the time to go, okay, where's that concern coming from? And it's interesting, the chain of thoughts that, that have that create negative impact um, might be very far from your world or might be have information there that you would have never expected. Um, but until you really get into what's going on in the other person's mind, why are they coming at you with this feedback? You can't figure out how to work together effectively in the future. Yeah. And so, you know, getting started with a practice like this, there's some basic uh, hacks that I found that that work really well. And that's like, um, as a leader, if I'm expressing a, a, a perspective or getting started with a new initiative, uh, rolling something out, I can, um, I can really, uh, bring forth feedback by asking, it's like, Hey, did I get this right? Am mm-hmm. I missing anything? Um, like, like, what are your thoughts? If, if you would do this differently, how would you do it? Like yep. actively, you know, encouraging others to share differentiating, uh, opinions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you get negative feedback, you know, uh, hey, Robert, I don't think that went so well, right? It's to ask the question, tell me more. That's right. What are you, what are you seeing? Why do you say that? Um, versus, and you might say, wow, actually, I'm surprised to hear that. I thought it went really well. So what are you seeing? Right? So you might share, you have a different view, but immediately then you go into um, a conversation rather than saying, Robert, what are you talking about? Like, that went great. It doesn't exactly encourage this conversation to continue. Yep. And obviously, like, you know, identifying what the clear next steps are, showing that the differentiating feedback is, uh, is being put to good use, um, mm-hmm. that it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it allows people to come forward with proposals instead of, like, hiding in back channels with complaints. And yeah. and talking about each other in a very unproductive way, but bringing it into the light with direct feedback and clear proposals and seeing that those proposals are being integrated into the work. I mean, that's really what fosters and, and brings in the health of the whole organization to move us mm-hmm. forward. And, you know, you know, if your leadership is being attacked, you know, a lot of people might want to defend their leadership or defend their decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I have to encourage a lot of my CEO clients to admit their mistakes, right? And really own them. Vulnerability in this way really is a real good role model. And 
people really respond well and with a lot of respect when someone says, you know, I screwed up. I made a policy decision without talking to folks or I made a decision to go that way. It was based on this data. It was the wrong decision. And to really own the mistake where it came from and how things will be different tends to go a long way to building respect and having a, a, a team want to continue to follow your leadership. Yeah. And, and so it, it, it's, a, it's a delicate territory because what we're not mm-hmm. saying here is you should just collapse your leadership and just kind of roll over and you know, let everybody else kind of run the show. No, you're still having strong ideas but you are also holding them loosely enough so that you can like receive feedback so that you can get the advice and uh, engender the kind of contributions that you need. So there's still dignity and discernment in your leadership, mm-hmm. but there's also the expressions of the humility, the receptivity that uh, allows people to feel understood, mm-hmm. uh, allows people to, to remain curious and ask each other questions and challenge each other and mm-hmm. have a healthy culture that way. Yeah. So it might be an example of that might be, Hey Robert, like I'm actually going to continue on as planned. I hear your concerns. I hear the risks that you've identified and actually spell those out. Yes. Um, I've taken those under consideration as the CEO of this company. I'm willing to take those risks. Um, we need speed here. We have first mover advantage and I'm going to keep on pushing here. So, you know, and then I might want to say, can I get your alignment? Right. Can, will you stand behind me and support this decision? Now that's, we'll talk about alignment another time. Um, but, I want Robert in this case to feel like I've heard his feedback and I understood his feedback and I've taken his feedback under advisement and to then move forward with that information as data, as a leader that's making my own choices. Yeah. uh, This is great. There's another practice that I work with my clients a lot, you know, as far as like next steps for bringing this, these ways of being into the organization. And and that's uh, what's called advice process, where if I'm about to make a big decision in the company, I'll go and actually ask uh, key stakeholders and other members of the company and my team what they think about this new decision. And actively, you know, ask them, like, you know, how does this land? You know, tell me, tell me what doesn't work. Now, I can still make whatever decision I want to make with it, but I'm getting more information about it. I'm get, having, I'm making an informed decision, and people feel like they're they're actually a part of that decision being made because it's not just landing on them from left field. Yep, a variation on that, Robert, is to give them two choices. You know, if I say, hey, what do you think about the name for this product? I'll get some feedback. But if I say, hey, I have two names right. that I'm thinking about this product. What do you like about each one? What do you not like about each one? I'll get a much wider array of responses. Um, and even though like I'm 90% on this name, like to come at them, and, and that's what focus groups do, right? We're collecting information. And so it's almost like when you get negative feedback, like check it out. Maybe it's more about that person than it is about you, which oftentimes it is, right? Yeah. It takes two to tango. We're, we're running around the world. We're all bumping, in, bumping into, into each other and in some ways bumping into each other's childhood traumas and each other's triggers. That's right. Um, and so it might be that it's about them. And, and I don't want to change anything about myself. Um, but, so it might mean that I have to go and find out more. Yeah. So as y'all are hearing, it's, it's like, you know, there, there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of things going on under the hood here. And so, you know, 
don't get us wrong. We're not saying just open up Pandora's box and just start spewing vomit everywhere. Like, right. We're, we're still all on the team together. We want to collaborate and co-create together. And so if you're, if you're going to bring in more of a feedback culture, you want to invest in, you know, training yourself up in the right ways to do these things, you know, of learning how to set context for giving feedback. So you're not just dumping it on a person, but really the practice here is how you can stay open, stay curious. When you notice yourself getting into a place of disagreement, that's the time to listen more, ask more questions, and allow people to feel celebrated for giving their feedback. Yeah, I just want to reiterate what, what Robert said and add a little context is that, you know, when you, when you open yourself up to feedback, um, you might get a lot of feedback that is not delivered in a healthy way, um, right? There might be things like name calling or projections, you know, hey, Robert, you screwed that up, or Robert, you didn't do that well, versus Robert, when you said that, it didn't land well over here, right? or it Very didn't different. feel good, right? Like people don't know how to own or deliver feedback in a good way, um, and so it could be a little hard if you just kind of open yourself up to getting feedback. But in most corporate cultures, corporate business cultures, um, there's enough respect that it tends not to get too out of hand. But in nonprofits and other kind of more community-oriented organizations, um, things can go off the rails uh, because you just kind of, you know, end up processing all this feedback and you don't get any work done. So there's Robert's kind of talking about this like balancing act of um, how to hold boundaries around that as well. Is yeah. that fair, Robert? Did I did I summarize that well? Right, exactly. It, it, just know that there's um, you know, you, you can go too far in either direction of this, and so it's it's it, this can be a game changing practice for your company and for your culture. Um, you know, just 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 uh, get the the correct support as you're going into it, and um, and and hold it with the respect that it deserves. So the real like next step in all of this is when someone is approaching you with feedback. What you really want them to do, you want them to leave with is encouraging them to approach you again. That's right. Right. And whether their feedback is good and valuable or not, um, to receive their feedback. Because if you don't receive their feedback and you shut them down, they're not going to come back. And, you know, when you're, you're about to turn off that, the switch that's, that's protecting you from a Chernobyl-like incident, no one's going to tell you about it. Right. And then you're like, why didn't anybody tell me about this? That's right. Well, you shut them down in the, in the past That's or, right. you know, once again, it's emperor with no clothes. Like, please, someone tell me if I'm embarrassing myself. Um, so you really want to encourage that feedback and, by receiving it. And even if you disagree, to make sure that they, they feel heard. Learning how to slow down, learning how to put our solutions on hold and explore what's really happening. And yeah. this is a high art form. And, you know, it's hardest when you're not confident about something. When you're really confident about something and, you know, you know you're a superstar in X, Y, and Z and you get some negative feedback, like you could tend, like if you're really truly, you know, solidly confident, um, you could tend to receive that. It's the areas that we lack confidence that it becomes a little bit harder to receive. We get triggered. Like they start giving us feedback. We, we get triggered. It's, you know, take a breath, slow down, put your own solution or your own defensiveness off to the side and really just get curious. You know, ask those open-ended questions. 
What are you seeing? What was the impact on you? Um, and don't take it personally. Yeah, great. So, so what's, the, what's the key takeaway here? Um, I think the key takeaway is to encourage skillful feedback you know, to be, by receiving it and receiving it with grace. It's a sign of a mature, confident leader. Um, ultimately, allows us to grow, to make better decisions. It allows us to earn the respect of our team because they know that we're growing and learning together. You know, by admitting our mistakes, we kind of own it. Um, and it's creating a model of feedback as a culture. So in the nutshell, it's basically receiving with grace, like being open and willing to hear what someone has to share with us. Thanks, Jason. This is really good stuff. Well, thanks, Robert. And to all the leaders that are listening, we hope this conversation has been helpful.